Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And I have a very important show today. You know, we always are in search of top-notch entrepreneurs that are doing great work. And there's many ways to do great work in the world, of course, you know, in the form of either for-profit or nonprofit companies or a passion or a mission within a company. And we talk about it all the time because there's just so many great entrepreneurs in the world. When we find someone that's a standout, we like to bring them on the show. So we've been able to invite today, Mr. Chuka Ikaku. And Chuka is the co-founder and CEO of Diversity. And he has a great company, a great entrepreneurial background. We're going to get into it all. I'm so excited to have him on the show. We have so many questions for him. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to hear this story because what Chuka has been able to do with his team is really remarkable. And he has a great background as well. And he's put all these steps together to build something very powerful, very unique, and very important to the world. So Chuka, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thanks so much, Andy. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Definitely looking forward to sharing some insights and about our experience and all. Yeah, I love it so much. So let's get right into it. As you know, we've become famous for pulling the lens back to 30,000 feet. That's what we like to call it at the beginning of the show. So let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us about diversity. And then we've got so many questions for you. All right. Yeah. So plain and simple, diversity is a human resource technology platform that helps companies with their diversity and inclusion efforts. We help them measure their diversity pipeline we look at their, their current employee workforce and give them a breakdown of the gender distribution and the ethnicity distribution. Also the application pipeline as well. We do the same thing. So they have a sense of where they are and where they can improve. And then we go on to connect them with underrepresented talent. So our goal is to be an end-to-end -end solution for diversity and inclusion initiatives. Yeah, it's so powerful. And you have so many great companies already using the platform, getting great results from it. You have a great story. I mean, here you are, you know, you graduate, college, you know, MIT. And of course, you got your first job out of college at a small consulting firm in Dallas. And you started sort of seeing things and, 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 and noticing some things that sort of gave you an aha moment. So let's talk about sort of the evolution of the platform, because it's a great story. Sure. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, personally, uh, I grew up in Nigeria, born and raised, and I never, I never thought it would be an issue being black in the workforce. Um, you know, I think it was something I learned a hard way. And that's just something that comes with being underrepresented. When you're when you're not represented, you tend to be marginalized. That's human nature. And it's most certainly something that's rampant in the workforce. But the results have shown 100% of the time that 
when a company is representative, you know, that means when they have a good distribution of ethnographics, you know, men, women, people of color, and then different attributes as well, that they're more profitable. There's a very positive correlation with bottom line and being a representative company. So for me, as a person of color, it was near and dear to my heart. I love the tech industry. That's where the gap is widest. So it, it was most certainly something that I was convicted to um, work towards closing the gap on. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm going to work in the tech industry. A lot of us, you know, we, we're, we're very well aware of, um, you know, the importance of uh, tech in general, uh, despite what the vertical is. And, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that it's a great experience for everyone. So that's why we built the diversity platform. Yeah, I love it, Chuka. And the story's so great. I mean, for people that don't know about Chuka's story, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit. Maybe you can even Google him and read a little bit more. But one thing that I love is you saw this problem and you and your co-founder, you put your savings together. I mean, what a great story, right? To sort of come up with an idea, a platform, a business. And, you know, as happens with all, you know, startups, you know, you have to keep thinking about funding sources, right, Chuka? And as the money started to run out, you were so committed, you know, you pitched your your uncles and, and aunties, and they actually started, you know, putting some money in and bootstrapping the business. So let's talk about that, because that's a great entrepreneurial story. And then we'll get into the platform, of course. Sure. Yeah, so um, I'm a non-technical founder. So it wasn't one of those things where I can just pick up and code, you know, a JavaScript, React, Node.js-based website to help companies with, uh, you know, closing the diversity gap. Um, you know, I definitely had to build the team out. And uh, as you can imagine, you know, software engineering is not cheap. So bootstrapping for us was always part of our equation because we knew that we, we would need funds and somehow we had to get those funds. So, uh, you know, initially we raised friends and family, you know, pitching to uncles and aunts and, you know, friends and, you know, friends with deep pockets and such. But of course, that's not, that's no seed round. It's no series A round. So by and large, we still had to make up for that gap. And we, we made up for that gap by pitching some of the companies who were on the platform to help them with that diversity recruitment efforts, right? So very low effort on our part, but with the potential of, um, you know, of making, um, you know, money, enough money to keep our tech operations going. So we made half a million dollars. That half a million was able to get us to the MVP, the proper MVP, um, where we can showcase at a large scale what our platform is capable of doing. Yeah, I love it, Chuka. And soon thereafter, developing the MVP, McKinsey would publish a study on diversity and basically said that, you know, companies that are in the top quartile for racial and ethnic diversity are 35% more likely to have financial returns above industry medians. And then, you know, here you are with the MVP model, you have great timing and a great position. So I loved it so much. Let's talk about it. So which types of companies are reaching out to you and what's the big problem that they're having right now, Chuka? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're not a, we're, we're tech, we, we don't, we work with any vertical beyond the tech industry. Any company who, sees that there's a diversity problem in the organization, meaning, you know, their, their, their numbers are skewed towards the overrepresented uh, subcontingents. So men, uh, you know, white males, for example, we see that to be the most overrepresented group. Uh, so what, what, if the company has a, what we call a diversity gap, you know, whether it's gender or ethnicity uh, or, or poor inclusion practices for other marginalized groups like, you know, disabled or LGBTQ, they, they, they need our help. And we're, we're happy to help them. But it starts with being aware of where you are now. 
it's very hard to manage what you're not measuring. So we're providing that measurement solution, and then we're giving you the resources to do something about moving the needle. Um, you know, so in terms of the kinds of companies, typically companies who are in the, uh, in the hundreds to thousands, uh, we work with companies who are in the tens of thousands as well. Um, essentially, the, the the main the common factor is that they have a plan, like they have a, a plan to put resources behind moving the diversity and inclusion needle in their organization. Um, if you if you have that set up, then we're happy to work with you. Yeah, I love it, Juka. Of course, this is a, a great tool, a great platform that really helps forward-thinking recruiters connect with diverse talent and really measure their company's diversity metrics, which, are, which is very, very interesting. And you've had thousands of users you know, on the network thus far. I think it keeps on you know, accumulating. I might be a little behind because this thing's growing so fast. And you've, you know added over 3,000 jobs you know, to the platform by over 300 companies. I mean, incredible. I mean, you're really on track to really become the go-to source. Let's talk about it a little bit, you know, as the CEO. Um, when we think about it and we think about sort of where you're at in your journey right now, what's the most important thing about what I'll call the portal or the business? Is it to keep on growing uh, the technology component to give more and more to your clients or to add the client base uh, where it currently stands right now? That's a great question. Uh, so the most important thing really is for more and more companies to uh, come on the platform um, to get their metrics, you know, basically get their measurement as to where they currently stand and then to take action, right? To dig into our candidate pool uh, and then to just see how that's how their application pipeline is getting more and more diverse over time. The ultimate goal is that they attract underrepresented talent so they can build a representative team and then they retain the talent. So in our roadmap, we have a lot of retention and inclusion initiatives that will make it easy for companies to be held accountable to their, uh, their, re their employee retention initiatives. Uh, we have this thing called inclusion uh, tracking. So inclusion tracking, essentially, we give you a checklist of items. You can configure those that list so you can take things out of it. You can add things to it. But the bottom line is that you're thinking about, as an HR leader, you're thinking about what it will take to retain your workforce. And then you can see how that correlates with your diversity score and, and, and you know, be a happy company that everybody wants to work at. So the, the most important thing now will be the most certainly driving more companies. It also helps with the benchmarking as well, so that you can see how, you, how you're relatively comparing to, um, to other companies in the same space. Yeah, it's so interesting. And on your platform, for people that want to read about it, you offer some very powerful statistics from some of the most important companies in the world regarding how companies can outperform below average inclusive companies by just simply using the platform and becoming better in their inclusion, which I like so much. It's very, very interesting, Chuka. Now, Let's talk about your team. I mean, you've got a great team over there. I mean, you're a guy who believes in surrounding yourself with talented people. Of course, you probably learned that, you know, along the way in your journey. Let's talk about your team. I mean, how important is it you could have a great team at your company? What do you look for for people to join the team? What types of people are you, are you looking for? Do you look for passion or education or background experience? What's the most important thing when someone joins your team? Uh, over at diversity. Absolutely. So the team is the best thing about our organization. Um, our technology is unique. You know, we have proprietary algorithms and uh, just a very unique vision, but the team itself is really our secret sauce because we have almost every kind of human being in the world on our little team. 
Um, you know, and that, when I say every kind of human being, I mean from a you know ethnic perspective, cultural perspective, gender perspective, educational skill set perspective. So, so we we exemplify diversity, and we're seeing the results because we're able to accomplish a lot with very little. So, one of the things that we we prioritize when we add team members is that there's some level of appreciation for a representative workforce. We're not just a company to take a job at and, and get your paycheck, but really we hope that you value being part of a movement, a movement to normalize and demystify diversity in the workforce. So th th thankfully, lucky for us, this is an area that we've been blessed in because there are many, many wonderful individuals who have this at heart and also have the skill set to boot. So we've been, we've been blessed to uh, wind up with a wonderful team and we're still going, you know, we're not quite done yet, but no, no, you're, you're just getting started Chuka. Now let's talk about it because we only have a half hour and thank you so much for booking us into your time. I know you're so, you know, busy, you know, building the platform and helping so many companies, but I want to focus in on entrepreneurship while I've got you on the show, because it's a fascinating entrepreneurial journey. We will have, you know, younger entrepreneurs watching the show. They're hearing this story about you bootstrapped it and then you ran out of money. You went to your aunts and your uncles and they, you know, gave some money and, you know, you kept it going. You got your MVP out there and, you know, the rest is history. But for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, Chuka, let's give a little insight about being an entrepreneur. You know, for the younger entrepreneurs, maybe hitting a roadblock, maybe they're hitting a pothole in the road, maybe they freeze in the frame a little bit. What type of advice can you give to those younger entrepreneurs or even older entrepreneurs that are in startup mode about what it takes to keep on pushing? Sure. So, you know, everyone's journey is different. So I'm not even going to try and generalize uh, entrepreneurial advice because, you know, if you're a black woman, it's very different from if you're a white guy. You know, if you went to Stanford versus if you went to San Jose State University, there's so if you're a computer science major versus if you're an economics major, there's so many variances that could make for a very, very different journey per person. But I will say that regardless of your socioeconomic or your ethnic or cultural or educational background, uh, regardless of all those things, one thing that I, I find that is just very key for all entrepreneurs to have is grit. And when I say grit, I mean a form of resilience that is, is darn near unbreakable. Because one thing I've personally learned is that entrepreneurship will test every area of your comportment. And it could, you know, it could be just within team, the, you know, the, the, the team chemistry. Uh, it could be with fundraising and, you know, having money in the bank. It could be with, um, you know, disappointments from people committing and pulling out. Uh, there, there's so many, so many variables that could drive someone crazy. And it's just very important to establish that fortitude uh, from, from earlier on, because at, at times you may need to pivot. And, you know, a lot of companies may consider pivoting a failure. Oh, if I have to, you know, I'm in the completely different, wrong, uh, completely wrong space. So I failed, right? Rather than saying, okay, well, maybe we can tweak this, that, and this about our product and then go in the direction um, that maybe we should be going in now. So that, that does take resilience. It takes having a vision. And sometimes your vision may morph. It may adapt based on changing times. Once upon a time, blockchain was not a thing. You know, once upon a time, AR, XR, you know, future of work wasn't a thing, but those things are, those things are here to stay now. So it's definitely important to be amorphous and uh, to, to make sure that one is grounded with the fortitude required to stay in this game for a long time. I think the whole idea of, uh, oh, I get in, you know, we raise money, we build a successful product and we exit in three to five years. 
is is sort of a pipe dream. Not saying it doesn't happen or is impossible, but that's not the reality for most of us. For most of us, it's a long game and it's painstaking and it requires a lot of mental fortitude. So it's important to you know find that balance. If you're a gamer, if you love going to the movies, if you like to what eat, you know if you like playing pool or basketball, make sure you do those things because they will help make sure that you're having balance and taking care of your your mental health. Yeah, I love it. Wow, great advice for the entrepreneurs watching the show. Rewind what Chuka just said. He gave you a, I was going to say a Harvard MBA, but I'll I'll call, I'll call it an MIT uh, MIT education right there. Okay, let's go. So you mentioned grit. Okay. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a sideball, sidewinder at you. Do you think that grit is learned or is it something that people just have when they're born? What's the story with the grit? Oh, that's a great question. I I feel like (laughs) I have to write a book on that topic. Uh, I I personally think that it's nurtured. Uh, You know, I I do think it's absolutely more of a societal uh, thing than anything else. You know, it's not it's not genetic. Uh, you know, it's learned. It's learned from the way you were brought up. It's learned from how adverse uh, the times that you, you've had to go through have been, um, you know, but I will say that if you, you, you didn't have to grow up with nothing to have grit, you know, you didn't have to have a very strict uh, and, and ambitious role model, like say like a parent to have grit. So I do think it's something that could be understood and uh and and retain you know so it may be easier it may come easier to people who had to come up from nothing and had to fight for everything they have whereas if you were privileged and if it was handed to you you know great will be harder but i think once you understand that it's required for you to get to do what you need to do or what you want to do then that that can that can be picked up and uh it could come with the territory yeah we love it of course you know on the show as you know from watching the show we call that grit sometimes the can-do attitude and we talked to, you know, we talked to so many entrepreneurs and founders and CEOs, Chuka. And of course, one thing we talk about are the young people in the world and, and what's the important things to teach the young people in the world. And one thing that really comes clear from entrepreneurs, from the entrepreneurial standpoint, that if we teach all these kids a can't do attitude, we have a big problem. But if we start teaching more of the can-do attitude, that you can do things and you can improve and you can take a step forward and you can have opportunity, you can succeed, that might be a great thing to teach young people today. I mean, would you agree with that philosophy that we hear so much on the show? Absolutely. And I'm actually not sure why you know, people would be taught a cannot-do attitude. Uh, I, I think it's really, really important that you know, uh, you know, whether it's an entrepreneur or just a young professional, but I think it's important that folks see uh, sky as the limit. And it really comes down to the resilience and the the conviction or the vision around what it, whatever it is that that goal is. If you just keep going, uh, and I, I'm, I'm not going to sound cliche, but it really does take perseverance. Um, getting advice, you know, be, I, I'm, I'm about working smart, not necessarily working, you know, on, unnecessarily long hours, but working smart. So you got to do your homework. You definitely got to get advice and make sure that you have a solid plan. But for sure, the the, the engine there, the V6 twin turbo, V8 twin turbo engine is going to be on the resilience and the I, I'm going to get this done side of the attitude. Yeah, I love it so much. It's so powerful. It's so great. It really resonates for me and, and definitely is going to resonate for our entire audience. Before I let you go, and again, thank you so much for cutting some time out for us today. This has been an awesome opportunity to bring you on the show. I'm sure in another 
12 months or 24 months, I won't even be able to book you in. So I should probably book you in advance because it's just blowing up in a great way. Let's talk about people. Let's talk about the idea of people. Let's talk about the workplace. When we think about the workplace and we think about people, one thing that sort of that I think about is mentorship. I mean, we need mentors. Everybody needs mentors. And I know that you're a great mentor and you've had some great mentors in your life as well. For people in the workplace and people that are looking to come into the workplace and entrepreneurs and startup founders, how important is that mentorship piece? How important is it to surround yourself with people that care about you that will give you good advice when you need it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not important at all. No, it's very, very important. It's like, the, it's probably the most important thing, in fact, because again, you know, I think if you, if you have that uh, input coming from people who've been there and done that, um, then you'd be able to... It's like learning from people's mistakes in a sense. You know, folks are very, the average professional is eager to uh, communicate whatever they've learned to someone who can learn from them. And why wouldn't anyone, why wouldn't anyone want to take advantage of that? So I, I think it's important to, uh, first of all, you know, have vision for where you want to be, you know, in five years or in 10 years. Uh, if you don't have that vision, get that vision, take the time necessary, you know, get advice and mentorship to get that vision. But once you get that, it becomes important to surround yourself with people that can um, help accelerate that pace and uh, just make sure that you don't waste time learning the hard way. Uh, so I, I would absolutely, I would 100% of the time support uh, mentorship, mentorship. And I don't think you can have too many mentors. You know, maybe there's a point of diminishing returns, but don't just say, okay, I have one mentor, I'm good to go get mentors in different areas, you know, whether it's like, you know, mental health, whether it's with finances. And of course, like in that very that particular field of, uh, of uh, professional interest that you have, it's key to also have coverage there. Such great advice. Really great. Surround yourself with mentors. I mean, it's so important. And what you've done is just remarkable. I mean, diversity.io, you know, thousands of users and jobs and, and counting. I'm going to, and you're keep on counting that the ticker keeps going up and you're just getting started. And of course you would love everyone to join in your mission. So check out Chuka, check out what he's doing. It's really, really a powerful platform and a very important process and a very important mission that he's on. So Chuka, I want to thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today. I'm going to try and book you out a, a year in advance because I won't be able to get you on the show again, I don't think, unless I do it. So thanks so much for coming on the show today. No problem. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And I love the sign behind you that says nothing is impossible because that is really what this whole thing is about. Mm -hmm.